The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm like the biggest Napa stand on the planet, by the way. Oh, you got to come. Why are you? I've never, you have to let me know. Come to the winery. You'll love it. My parents owned a little plot of land in Napa. And it was, my mom will march up here right now and talk to you about how those were the most joyous years of her life. And we um, used to just pack into- Do you know where into, in Napa it was? Yeah, it was called Jericho Creek. It, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. We, my husband and I drove to the property last time we were there and it was so, some, someone has redone it beautifully and it, we ended up having to sell it because the guy who was watching the land to let all the grapes die and it was so expensive to replant Replant. everything. And it it was my dad's biggest heartbreak of his adult life. I mean, he talked about it every like meaningful dinner we had at the table. He'd be like, that land was, I was supposed to retire up there. I mean, that really oh, was. Yeah. But well, we it's, went I mean, up all really the time. special place. Yeah, it's a really special place. I think it's a positive energy vortex. And you always talk about the community up there. And I, I want to emphasize that significantly because it's, it's such a positive group of supportive people. Well, it's people who are, first of all, very connected to the land, right? Like literally, con- like deeply connected. And so I think that produces a level of, I wanted to say like kind of contentment and that's not but but like like groundedness like literally right yeah and you have a community that that was up against a big industry right was up against Napa Valley was wasn't always thought about as one of the finest places in the world to grow grapes right Mm -hmm. to make wines it was very much up against this big competitor or if you want to say it like that but France right Mm -hmm. and so I think you had this community that really had to like kind of come together and and create this ethos that still exists today around, you know, high tides rise all ships. Mm-hmm. Really about creating a name for Napa Valley first and like your winery second, right? Yeah. And that's something that's still very pervasive today. I do also think, and although there is obvious extreme wealth up there, you know, when my parents were going there, my mom was like, it wasn't a bougie place, like French laundry. Oh. The little, yeah. the little, the the owner's cat used to sleep in the window of the kitchen. She still has her mm-hmm. receipts from French Laundry with like the wine wow. that they drank. And it was even the Calister, the pottery, that cute couple, you know, oh, like yeah. how they moved there from New Jersey to like be more. It's people whose intention were to spend more time with the land. So outside yes. of, you know, you'll meet some of the richest people ever up there and you won't know it for a second. Like they're just humble. They want to drink with you. They want to talk to you. They want to hang out. They want to yeah, offer hospitality, you something. Hospitality is a huge part of Napa Valley. And it's people who have like a deep, deep respect for quality and craftsmanship, right? I mean, I think that's that's what I took. That I always say those are the shoulders that at Vinner's Daughters. We, at, we can we see it so are. clearly in what you do that this was your oh, background, yes. which I would love to get into because I mean, we can rewind. Your family, your parents bought, I mean, this was like a later in life thing. You didn't grow up doing this. My mom's, yeah. So my mom's family was growing grapes in Napa since the early 60s. They were on the vanguard of people who saw, who really envisioned Napa Valley becoming the, the this place that makes some of the finest wines in the world. And so it was, it was always my mom, my, my mom and dad's dream to be in Napa Valley. 
So we did every, so no, I'm not from there, but it's always weird when I don't say what I, it's even strange for me to say that because we spent like every vacation there, every summer vacation, every holiday there. And it was always like within my parents' side of vision. Mm-hmm. So it's literally as soon as they could, they bought a property in Napa. Like as soon as they financially could do it, they were Amazing. like, here we go. And so I was, I was held was, I was probably 17 maybe when they bought the first property. And you went to Duke and majored in, oh, well, you had like three majors. Wow. You did your research. Where do you find such information out? That's amazing. (laughs) But yes, exactly. I love Duke, by the way. One of my best friends I grew up with went to Duke when I went to Parsons in New York and I would go visit him. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to have the best weekends there. Well, I mean, listen, yeah, it's a fun, it was fun. It's fun. It's a great place. And so your three majors were taking you, I mean, you wanted to do more architecture design. Yeah, I was really interested in architecture and design and moved to New York after graduating, worked in that world for, I don't know, five, six years. And at that point, my entire family had been in California for a while. Mm-hmm. I have a um, brother and sister. And then 9-11 happened. I wanted to be closer to nature. I wanted to be closer to family. And so I moved. Were you in the city when that happened? Yeah. So... Or no, sorry, no. I was living in Manhattan when that happened, but it's so wild. The day before I'd flown to Napa. Oh, God. To work harvest. Oh. Yeah. And my initial response was, oh, I got to get on a plane and go back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was my initial response. Like, I felt very like, I need to be there for my city kind of thing. New York does that. You feel connected. You want to. Yeah. 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 But of course, that was not an option. You were not allowed to actually fly to New York at that point. And anyway, so long story short, that fast forwarded this. I, I At that point, I was kind of ready to leave Manhattan, to be honest. And that fast forwarded, I ended up moving to Napa to kind of take over the kind of like sales and marketing role at the at what would then become the winery. It didn't, it was just, I don't know, maybe we had like four barrels of wine at that point. I mean, so your parents had set themselves up. This is a big dream. Huge. And, and a Huge. lot of pressure because wine is yeah. obviously very difficult. Yeah. And... Isn't there like a three, I mean, like you, you harvest, but you can't sell that for three years, right? Yeah. At, at, the, at the very, well, for red wine at the very least. Yes. Yeah, so you're, yeah. it's like. No, it's wild. So like wild. project finance it. I mean, how do oh, yeah, parents, for, I mean, what were yeah. they doing before? Okay. So my dad was always in agriculture. Mm-hmm. And so that piece of it, he was very, like, he, he kind of understood that part. That yeah. part was mystery. My mom was in real estate all her life. Okay. And so the two of them. Like they had great. Where were they co- living before? They were living in Florida. Oh wow! Yeah, but was always again Napa was their dream. Like ever since I can be a little kid, ever since I no, can it remember. makes my heart explode because that that was my parents' dream yeah. that they weren't able to realize, and so right. it makes me just so joy. Like I can't imagine your dad waking up, your mom, your parents waking up every day and like looking at what they've created and just been like, "This is our yeah." Dr- like, I think we they get have, it. I mean, I think they get to have that that moment often, right? Yeah, and so. But I mean, here's here's what I will say is they bought the two properties that they bought are like as blue chip as blue chip properties get yeah. in, in Napa Valley, right? And so to some degree in the kind of wines that we make at Gargiulo Vineyards are wines that are really expressive of a place, right? We're not trying to make wines that like we don't believe in scores and all those, mm-hmm. all that. Like, right, that's the idea that you have like one person's palate that's like dominating and then that has that wine has to sort of taste the same every year. And for us, that's the absolute opposite of what wine should be, right? It should be this like beautiful reflection of a specific place in time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like this, this kind of like time capsule. Anyway, so the two, the two properties they bought are extraordinary properties in the middle of Oakville. And if you want to make Cabernet, it, it would be almost hard to mess it up. 
Oh my not God, to say that it's not a lot of work, but it's these these properties are extraordinary. Amazing. And so they they said, come work for us. And you had to yeah. start from Oh yeah. They I zero, think they huh? were like, here's here's two barrels, which is 12 ish cases in each barrel. Here's oh two God. barrels. You know, here you go. And and they weren't my dad still had a day job. So they were at this point, they were living in LA and commuting back and forth. Oh well. And and so I was up there just, just trying to figure so it out. So it was pressure, but it wasn't like we're not going to eat if well, you don't do and this. this is where the Napa community comes in again. I cannot even tell you the Napa community wrapped their arms around me and was like, we got you. Like, what do you I mean? Because you had to do distribution, all I mean, it, labels, all marketing, all pricing. You name it. All of it. All of it. Uh, where do you start hard. from there? Like, what? What? so you're like, okay, we got to give it a name and give it a logo. I'm just like, yeah. No, I mean, it was Gargiulo Vineyards. So we knew that. So it's our last name, Gargiulo yeah. Vineyards. And then it was, yeah, I mean, it was like, figure out a logo, figure out a label, figure out who's going to print it, make sure it's legal. Did they give you cre- uh, like complete creative freedom? I mean, it's actually, Pia, I think about this a lot. I think like the faith and trust they had in me is absurd. Cool. <laughs> like it's absurd. It's probably one of those things where it's almost like a car crash where you're like, I'm just going to close my eyes and hope that like this ends <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's absurd that they just kind of were like, yeah, here you go. Like they you trusted know, you. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, let's use this, these three Duke degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. Put it to work. Yeah. So excited to share with you one of my favorite skincare brands, Oak Essentials. Oak Essentials is a line full of luxurious products that really work especially if you're really trying to achieve that natural no makeup look. That's what I love the most about Oak Essentials is it makes your skin so luminous, so moisturized, so just like supple that you're not trying to cake on a bunch of makeup. You're just walking around with this beautiful glowing skin. It was launched in 2021 with the team that does Jenny Kane. So, you know, it's good because we're big Jenny Kane fans over here. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care, which is the same way that Jenny Kane approaches her brand. It's like the most luxurious, perfect, simple staples. And the brand has an incredible lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high quality ingredients to create products that really, truly like drive incredible results. So I'm going to tell you about some of my favorites. We have the moisture rich balm, which is a nutrient rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for this amazing luminous glow. You want to use it during the day. A little bit goes a long way. I like to layer it, especially if it's super cold. Apply generously in the evening if you want to lock in moisture as you dream through the evening. Like I put extra around my eyes just to feel like I wake up just like my skin has been like drinking beautiful water all night long. It's really the definition of beauty sleep. They also have incredible conditioning lip balm as somebody who feels like she has like constant chapped lips. It's a nourishing antioxidant packed lip balm that plumps and conditions your lips. I put it on Carmela all the time. I put it on me. She like knows I'll say pucker your lips and she knows to just get her lips ready for her little lip balm. And listen, it's cold. So Oak Essentials conditioning lip balm is the perfect addition to your skincare routine this time of year. This holiday season, get yourself or someone you love, Oak Essentials. It's my go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. 
My followers get 15% off their first order when they use code BAST at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code BAST. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Element helps anyone stay hydrated without the sugar and the other weird dodgy ingredients found in popular electrolyte and sports drinks. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance is prevalent and most of us don't know about it. And it causes headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. The benefits of taking Element is truly incredible. It helps with neural pathways. It helps you focus. It helps with sleep. It's just something that we are all lacking that our body needs. I take Element every single day. If you drink alcohol or sweat or work out, you are losing electrolytes that need to be replenished. And Element truly has the perfect electrolyte ratio. It's sodium, magnesium, and potassium. And that is it. They have absolutely delicious flavors. It's endorsed by the Navy SEAL teams, FBI sniper teams, the Marines, which is like super unbelievable. Various health experts, business leaders, athletes, and then everyday health. I mean, I know a million moms and exercise enthusiasts that take it. It's great for all moments of your life. They have fabulous flavors. There's chocolate, mint, chocolate chai, there's grapefruit, there's citrus. So go to drinkelement.com slash Pia and receive a free element sample pack, which is really my favorite way to go because I'm sure you would think like, oh, if you're a grapefruit lover, you would love grapefruit. But I'm telling you that they have a plethora of flavors. And once you unlock your love for a flavor, you drink that every day. It really just changes your life so much. I'm drinking so much more water. I feel so good. I drink it first thing in the morning. I drink it while I'm working out. I drink it post-workout. Element's incredible. I also give it to my daughter. Please, if you trust me, drinkelement.com slash Pia. Receive that free sample pack with any order when you purchase through our URL. Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. So what was that like? I mean, 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 distribution is wild because I don't think people understand. I always equate distribution because now I have to start doing it for my olive oil. I, I equate it to almost like PR, which is like another like nasty weird thing where it's like you have to almost lie it's like this, distributors don't want you unless a lot of other people want you. And so you kind of have to make it seem like you're wanted for them to want you. It's like right. this weird it's, game okay, that you yeah, have to play. Right. So because that's right. So you're making olive oil. So you, 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 you get it. I want to hear about this, by the way. I would love to hear because we used to make olive oil. We oh, have it's, it's a shit show. I have to completely start over. And I was like, so asking, I was like, how do I get distribution? And they were like, you need stores. And I was like, well, I can't get in the stores without the distribution. And they were like, that's yeah. the game. And I was like, it's okay, so hard. Even just making the olive oil. Like we used to have our own trees and it was just like we were, we just sold it to our, our community, like our, our yeah. list. 
and it's hard. So the whole olive oil is hard, by the yeah. way. And it's not like it gets better. You know, no. wine gets better. I, well, that's, yeah, that's right? for your luck out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel you. Believe me, I we could we, we have could bottles from right the about 70s, that, like, yeah. 80s and 90s in our basement still that were like that are I, about I, to turn into vinegar. Yeah, I understand. But anyway, yeah, so you were able to learn from the people in your community, like really helping you. Oh, they they carried me like apps like carried me like anything. Anytime I was like distribution, I'm like, OK, I have to go to distributors. I remember my friend Rob was like, okay, here you go. Pull. He pulled up like a spreadsheet and he was like, here you go, April. Like, this is who you need to call. Wow. This is how you need to do this. And I remember, I mean, I was lucky, right? Because we make really small amounts of wine, like 5,000 cases of wine, teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. And and I've got these this wine coming from this particular place in Napa, which is, it's literally like our vineyard's like right next to Screaming Eagle. It's right next to Dalabale. It's like right behind Bon. It's like very special place, right? So that was sort of a little bit of a yeah, calling I'm you have lucky. the story. I mean, that's what you do. Oh, yeah. Tell a story. My parents set me up very well. Don't get me wrong. And I was on the road for like nine years, constantly on the road. Just constantly telling the story and pouring yeah. wine. What does and, that feel like? Like, that's just such a, I'm sure it was exhausting, but that must be such a joy-filled job. You know, I got really burned out, to be honest. Sure, yeah. I got I got really burned out. Yeah. And now I now it's been whatever, 10 years. And so I can kind of go back to it. But I was I was really burnt out. I mean, at, I, at the end of it, I wanted to eat like, you know, sparkling water and cottage cheese out of a container. Like I didn't want, you know, like I did not want another multi-course meal. I did not I care. I did not care what kind of glassware, stemware was in front of me. I, I just, like, you know, anyway. But it was a great, great experience. And and Vintner's Daughter would never, like so many pieces and parts of Vintner's Daughter would never have happened had I not had that experience. Did you guys start with restaurants or stores? Never stores. We were only ever in restaurants. And so, Amazing. you know, at first we were 90% uh, restaurants, 10%, you know, to off of our mailing list. Mm -hmm. And now we're probably, I don't know, 95% off our mailing list. Like wow. it leaves seller and goes to collector sellers. Mm -hmm. And five percent uh, restaurants. So I mean, for you, you should definitely try to figure out how to. I mean, I know it's like it's it's like man to man or hand to hand combat, however you want to say it. But like showing up at like farmers markets, like all yeah. that kind of stuff, and like getting like you know just building your mailing list and and yeah. I think what's interesting about I mean what's amazing about why we is also had a tasting room, right? So yeah, we could engage with people firsthand, which is well. I think once people are locked into wine. They want it every year. It's like a gym membership. It's like you're never going to cancel it. It's like you want that next yeah, you want what's Yeah, especially a wine like we make, right? Because yeah. we're trying to make a wine that's really, again, this like expression of this particular place in this particular year. And so I think people do want to taste like, what, is, what does that mean in, for 2000? What does that mean for 1998? Like, and then to also be able to kind of go back again, like we said, wine gets better with, I mean, a, a great wine gets better with age, right? And so to get to kind of go back and remember that moment or have that time is is really, it's fun. Like it's a, it's a fun exploration. We talk about wine a lot on the podcast and I always try to emphasize to people who don't know a lot about it, that investing in wine and understanding what the, like, that it's a beautiful present that like, you know, my daughter's two and a half. So it's, it's now about the time where I should be buying. I want to buy her cases from the year that she was born. I love that. I love an that. open you know, open them on like special, you know, open woman, she's mm -hmm. 21, she's able to yeah. for her wedding. Like, you know, if you operate, if you use wine in that way, it becomes such a part. I mean, wine is like, wine dates back to the dawn of humanity. Like yes. Jesus drank fucking yes. wine. You know, it's like, yes. it's such an important celebratory experience. So 
you know, outside of just having it to have dinner parties, even so have it to have dinner parties. If you can pull out a bottle of wine and say, my boyfriend and I or my girlfriend and I went to this tasting room three years ago and we had the, we met exactly. the, there was the yes. cutest dog was there with this great guy. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And now I'm going to share with you guys and like, even if it's not the best bottle of wine, the whole table's like sipping like, oh my God, like this is, for, you know, it's just, it, but that's that human connection that I think is so special. It's the human connection. It's the connection to time also, okay. I think, right? Like so much of our life is like fast, fast, fast. And I think wine is this. Nostalgic. It, well, but also it's it's literal time in a bottle, right? It takes, yeah. to, you know, we talked about it at the beginning, it takes three years to make a bottle of wine. It gets better with as it ages and to have this. And I think it's something that you kind of consider might be dramatic, but it's like, as you're drinking, it's not a cocktail that you're sort of just like, you know, totally. throwing back. It's like something that you're kind of considering, at least maybe a couple sips of it. You're kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like having sips, a bullet. You're really like trying to be that. <laughs> then you're slurping. The straw, <laughs> the straw comes out on the third or fourth, the yeah. fourth, third or fourth glass. So what was the genesis of Vintner's daughter? I mean, at what yeah, point? Yeah. I know you talk about how you had troublesome skin. So let's even talk about that. Like, what, yeah. what is your skin I always had, been? Yeah, no, no, no. So I had cystic acne my whole life. I had, you know, then like pigmentation that comes along after, you know, and then just whatever stuff that you get, you know, all the stuff that comes along as you get older. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say like, I was never the girl buying expensive handbags. I was always buying like expensive, like lotions and potions. Yeah. And I was fully caught up in it. Like I really thought they were going to do something. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my first daughter. And so, you know, I think a lot of moms, you go through this moment where you start looking at all the ingredients of all the things and you're like, oh my God, throw it away, (laughs) get it out of here. You know, I had that moment with all of my skincare. I was, and it wasn't that I thought that they were going to be like clean or, or like green or whatever, but I just was shocked at how bad they were like shocked. And did your skin break out when you were pregnant? My skin always breaks. I mean, I have always, it it wasn't any worse. It wasn't any worse. Did yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When I was pregnant with Carmela, I was just now I you know now I have my little arsenal of things. But like it took me probably like a month of trial and error to find like what I could use that could tame my acne. You know, it's yeah. just your body. So just does serum, all just so you know, both essence, active botanical serum and active treatment essence are both incredible for anything inflammatory, especially acne. Oh, I, I know that now. It's on my side oh. table. <laughs> yeah. Well, serum, you can literally put on active acne. And it oh, will, amazing. yeah, it will literally dry it out and it will, uh, dry is not the right word, but like balance, get balance mm-hmm. and help prevent scarring or, or discoloration, pigmentation. Yeah, because that's the worst part. It's like, it just lives on yeah, your like face for shadow. so long. It's like the shadow of the acne like sticks around. So that's, I had all that. And like I said, I had this moment where I was looking at the ingredients being like, this is like, no, does not live up to my expectation of like what I expect from a luxury product. These mm-hmm. were very much luxury price tags. And, you know, coming from Napa, and this idea where like luxury is where you start with the finest raw materials and you mm-hmm. honor those materials through very thoughtful, diligent craftsmanship, right? Like you create something that's even like greater than the sum of its parts. And for mm-hmm. wine, like you want to create this like intensely, ex- you know, this wine with incredible expression, right? But for skincare, you want it to be like performance. You want this shit to work ultimately. Mm-hmm. It, like that's what it is. And so it was this idea of like, okay, how do I build a skincare company on that same philosophical platform or foundation as winemaking, like quality craftsmanship? And how do I have that drive towards performance? And it had to be like multi-beneficial performance because this was at the time when like everybody was telling you, you needed to put like 25 different steps on your face, you know, yeah. like like more steps closer to God. <laughs> and 
I was such a victim to that at one point. I had like a 15 step. <laughs> yeah, we all did. It was so absurd. It was so stupid. So absurd. I mean, it's all fueled by money and like yeah. marketing and just like revenue. And so my idea was like, okay, no, how do I do it with less? I, I'm going to, I'm going to, the quality is going to be way better. Yeah. And the performance is going to be better and you're going to get a, get to get away with less, fewer products. And so even today, 10 years later, we still have, we have three products, right? Yeah. And she's absurd. It's unheard of. No one's ever done that before. And it's because we have such incredible discipline around that, the standards with which a Vintner's Daughter product has to live up to, right? Quality of craftsmanship and how that drives, you know, incredible performance of more than one product in, you know, the, the results of more than one product. Like our active treatment essence is eight in one. So these are, these are, these are like incredibly formulated products that start with whole plants. They create this crazy connection to the skin that again, like, you know, it's like, I think- How do you start this process? Well, okay. So this is, this is where this all, okay. So I, I have this moment, I'm pregnant. We all, you know, we go through it and I'm looking at the ingredients. I'm like, this is gross. This is all shortcuts, all shortcuts. Like, and I'm thinking about winemaking. Like, would I have ever used cherry flavor number 10 or oak flavor number two to make the finest wine in the world? Hell oh no. Oak flavor right? number two is so funny. Right? Like, yeah. no, absolutely not. But the reality is that all of these skincare products I was using was, was all that. Yeah. Might've been very expensive, might've had a doctor's name on it, but it was really like the lowest quality raw materials. And so it was like, okay, how do I create skincare made from the highest quality raw material? Like, how do I make skincare that takes no shortcuts, that cuts no corners? Yeah. And the, the answer to that was that you start with whole plants, so mm -hmm. like our bodies, right? You would never expect, you would never expect your body to be its healthiest, its most resilient, its strongest, and feed it processed junk day in and no, day of course out. Never. Mm -mm. So why would we expect our, our largest organ to be yeah. its best by putting processed junk on it all day in and day out? No, of course so it makes really sense. About just kind of, we say not beauty as usual. Like that's, we have a big poster in our office that says not beauty as usual. And so it was really about like, you know, I know that everybody else does it that way, but we're not going to do it. I got turned, no, nobody, I got turned away from everybody. Nobody, oh no sure. Lab. Yeah, yeah, no lab <laughs> sure. wanted, to, wanted to party. Not at all. Because I don't think people realize how many, and it's fine. It's, it's how many things are made, but I don't think so many people realize that like, you know, lots of people will go to a lab and be like, I want it to kind of do this and kind of do this. And they just like fill yeah. it with a bunch of things. Correct. And you're like, great. Yeah. They so, take a product that they already make yeah. and they like shift the scent around. or they mm -hmm. say, oh, our signature ingredient is apple. So you need to add apple to it or what have yeah. you. Mm -hmm. It's all very much the same. Where and is they, it made? In Northern California. Oh my God, you were make it so close to you. Yeah. And doesn't it take it's three all, weeks to make? Yeah, it takes three weeks to make. So most skincare, it takes three hours to Incredible. make. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a very different thing. It's and like, how do you go about formulating something like this? Like literally, like you're like, okay, I want to do this, and you and oh, Pia, you would have loved this because I talked to like I call them witches, but like I talked to like all these like old school herbalists, like people who've been like making these these like I mean I I'm saying it's witchcraft, but like all these like no, very it's funny you say witches because I always say like if I need like a to solve a real problem in my life. You just talk to all the witches and one of the witches exactly. work. <laughs> and that's what I did. I literally went and found all these women who've been studying herbs, studying studying the effects of herbs and botanicals and flowers and roots and all the things. And, you know, I would talk to one of them and then I'd say, okay, who are two people you think I should talk to next? And they would oh, give well. me and next and next and next. And so I created this kind of like, you know, this this kind of like board of board of directors kind of thing around me who really was like incredibly supportive of of me going about making something like this. I remember somebody being like, April, no one's, we haven't seen anybody do this since the 70s. Oh, and, no. No. Yeah. 
And so I felt, again, like it was, you know, about this community that I felt very supported by and who I had just like such a deep trust in their knowledge. And, and we created this product that, you know, I, I knew, you know, we, I don't know, maybe we went through, we went through a lot of. Yeah. How many iterations were there? Oh, like, like I don't know, 50 plus, like tons. I mean, is this like coming out of your personal? No, like, no, I'm not the formulator. Thankfully, no, no, no. For, what I'm saying, like financially, this must have been like a huge risk for you. Oh, okay. Well, no, Pia, you're, I mean, yeah. Well, yes. And okay. So when I lived in New York, I was in my last position was I was in sales for a furniture design company called Vitra. And it was like, go, go late nineties where everybody was like buying all this expensive, all this furniture and whatever. So I was having, you know, and it was just me and I was single and I bought this apartment in the West Village. My bed pulled out of the wall. It was 400 square feet. Amazing. I loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. And floor walk I, up, I'm sure. And I sold, no, no, there was an elevator. It was like a fan, oh, nice. it was a fan building. Yeah. It was the Memphis building. I think it's still there. Charles and Charles and Washington. Uh, I love, it was so great. But okay, but listen, this was before the West Side Highway was like the West Side Highway. So yeah. this was, I mean, it was the West Side Highway, but it wasn't like a park, right? Yeah. It wasn't like this lovely pedestrian area. And so over the course of like the four or five years that I owned this apartment, it, 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 its value tripled. And sure. so I sold that apartment and used that money to start this business. Oh, wow. Yeah. My biggest regret is when I moved to New York in 2005, I didn't buy a place in, my mom said, we're going to buy a it, my parents didn't even have that much money, but she was like, let's buy a place in Williamsburg. And I was like, Williamsburg oh. is, oh, like, yeah. I'm not going over there. I don't even feel safe walking around at night over there. And she was oh, like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, like, I think it's going to become yeah. value. Would, I mean, I what? I, we would be. I'd be amazing. Stupid. Well, you'd still have it because you wouldn't have sold it. You'd be like, I'm not going to sell oh, it. I'd be renting that thing out <laughs> for like $15,000 a month. Exactly. Oh my God, that's amazing. So were you just testing this product on yourself? Yeah, serum, it was just on myself. And then also a couple friends and my mom. You guys have heard me talk about Parallel one million times because it's a huge part of my life. It's my entire vitamin routine. Parallel is the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin that offers targeted daily vitamin packs for all the stages of a woman's hormonal life from supporting your menstrual cycle to getting pregnant into pregnancy through postpartum and into early motherhood. They work with an incredible team of world-class doctors and leading experts, and they just launched the most amazing product. I've been talking about this non-stop. They are not just prenatals anymore. They launched the most epic product. It's called the Cycle Support Pack. It's a game changer. It's literally a pill per day for your cycle. Most menstrual products only offer targeted symptom relief for your period, but Parallel Cycle Support Pack is made to sync with your cycle and alleviate symptoms before they even happen, which is incredible. They have a one, two, three punch of iron ease, bloat relief, PMS support, which is designed to just move with your cycle and ease all those side effects and restore balance to your life. Your only job is to take the pack every day. I'm taking their conception support pack as a pre-prenatal that bundles all the vitamins I need to prepare my body for pregnancy. And I truly just do not go a single day without my PCOS formula. Exclusively for everything is the best listeners. Parallel is offering a free gift with purchase. The first 100 people to use this code will receive a free urinary tract support powder when you buy Parallel's conception support pack or cycle support pack. So head to parallel.co. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L co and use code PIA podcast to get your free gift. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane and it's perfect timing, honestly, because winter is here. I'm cold. It's cold. 
even in LA. I don't know why LA feels colder than the, than the real snow. And my wardrobe definitely needed a refresh. And I'm not even kidding. Today, a Jenny Kane order came for me, which also included a blanket for my couch that I'm obsessed with. If you don't know, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. I mean, I've been a Jenny Kane girl since she launched. It's such an essential California, Nancy Myers, coastal grandma, casual chic. I mean, Jenny Kane is the best. I'm such a big fan. I have her sweaters. I have her blankets. I use her home products. My whole living room is filled with her couches. So I'm going to tell you this. If you need some direction on what to get this fall, the Cashmere Fisherman and the Cashmere Cocoon Cardigan are bestsellers every season. Those are my go-tos. Those are what my mom and I always share with each other. Everything in the collection is designed super intentionally so that stylists can be pieced together without a thought. So I love a slip dress with a sweater. They have amazing shoes, like yummy cozy slippers. They also have the Brooklyn Lug Boot, which is a cold weather classic, and the Leather Lug Mule, which is so cute. It just adds like a nice elevated edge to an everyday look. Give yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your order when you use code BEST15 at JennyKane.com. That is 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use code BEST15, which is such a great deal for the holidays. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. All right, I'm going to tell you about my new favorite discovery. Guys, um, Elastique Athletics makes workout wear that doubles as compression and lymphatic drainage. You heard that correctly. Literally, this is self-care you wear. It is the number one mechanism for detox, the lymphatic system. So this is not your average compression. It's high-performance activewear that doubles as lymphatic drainage massage with everywhere. It has this incredible patented technology that basically places this beautiful like mapped beads inside of the leggings, bras, and bodysuits for optimal circulation and energy all without sacrificing any luxury. The compression is engineered to encourage blood and lymph flow back to the heart for targeted muscle support and recovery. If there was a shortcut to feeling your very best, this is absolutely it. Elastic can be worn wherever you go, working the lymphatic system with everywhere. Lymphatic health is immune health, which is also gut health. You can exercise smarter. You can dress functionally. You can recover faster. You can feel luxurious. And guess what? You're doing good because all garments are non-toxic and low carbon impact, which is truly incredible. Visit elastique.co and use code BEST at checkout for 20% off your first purchase, their best offer out there. That is elastique, E-L-A-S-T-I-Q-U-E.co and use code BEST for 20% off your first order. Question for you, actually. I was thinking about this earlier. How long does it take to really notice results? So like each iteration, like how That's long would question. you give yourself before you were like, this works or doesn't work? Yeah. So, okay, good Ooh. question. I think there is a moment like when you initially put product on, like when you initially put active treatment essence on, there's like this kind of like illumination, yes. like kind of like cool illumination you immediately feel a kind of like tightening or lifting kind of effect, right? Serum, 
you immediately put active botanical serum on and there's like, you're like, I'm a golden goddess, right? And so that, right? So that's that's a part of it. But again, the real kind of, the real like beauty in these products is again, like, you know, like our bodies, you can, unfortunately, you can't just eat well once. You've got to do it day yeah, in and day out, right? And so it's the same like with our nutritional skincare. Like the more you use it, the more iterative it is, right? Your your skin becomes balanced. Like the best the best testimonials I ever receive or I ever read are the ones that say like, I literally have a different relationship with my skin. I no longer struggle with my skin, right? It's like one of like joy and gratitude and contentment. So that's like, that's it. And so you, I mean, I would test them for two weeks to, to a month. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was really about that iterative thing. Like how did- well, this how is did, years. Oh yeah, years. Yeah, cleanser, cleanser. Gosh, serum was probably two and a half years. Cleanser was close to five years. Essence was close to five years. Yeah, yeah. These are really complex formulations, like extraordinarily complex formulations. And again, they're they're not like I didn't pull them off of a shelf and say I want to like change. Yeah, you know, this is ground up stuff. Yes, and we're starting with whole plants. It's a it's a very you know again not beauty as usual. Like we that's the. That's and so, the how did you start giving it? To I mean, if, I mean, because oh. I. You, well, this is hysterical. What I love about you is you're very, you know, I mean, to launch with one I'm, product. I'm super happy. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I've done it all, right? Like, I used to pack every single box. I used to take every box to the UPS. I used to, like, you know, answer My every husband email. and I do that with his brand. It's like, yeah. like I, I shipped a box for him yesterday. By the way, like, one day it's going to be far bigger and you're going to, like, remember and it's going to, this whole era is going to be very golden for you. And I did it, by the way, I had a two-year-old at home. I was pregnant with my next daughter <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the whole thing. It was, okay, so I had I had a website that worked. The back end, <laughs> the back end was fueled by PayPal. Great. I mean, so funny when I think about it now. And I sent a email through my Hotmail account. Yeah, chic, fabulous. <laughs> oh, so chic. I sent my, <laughs> to like 140 people. Yeah, great. Right? Uh-huh. And so for the first few weeks, like it was basically only my relatives and like best friends that I was seeing orders come in through. But then slowly I just started not recognize a name or it wasn't from a place. And it just kind of like build. And I always say like, we've grown from word of mouth. We've grown like girl, girlfriend to girlfriend, G to G is what I always say. And then here's where things started to kind of really go fast is like somehow makeup artists found us. Well, and, and, and I, again, I was coming from the world of wine, coming from the world of design in New York in, in a different era. Like I just hadn't, Instagram had just started. Mm-hmm. Like the world of social media was just beginning. I mean, I guess Facebook existed, but it was like, you know, yeah, Facebook just, didn't do what Instagram did. No, exactly. And so makeup artists found us. And then once makeup artists found us, it was, and I didn't have PR. I like literally it was me. Mm-hmm. And then, so makeup artists found us and then celebrities found us. And so people like Tracy Ellis Ross, people like Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, hello, Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> extraordinary celebrities were talking about us. Just in the pre- all organically. All, all organically. Incredible. 100% organically. Incredible. So things started speeding up. But I will tell you, and this might resonate for you with your olive oil business, is that I couldn't get retailers to see the light. My, oh, my DTC sure. was like exploding. Retailers did not understand a single product. Well, also they wholesalers margins it. probably don't match up with like well, what would your like your your product would must if you went into normal wholesalers, your product would must be what much more expensive, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they I mean, ultimately they ended up working with us and and I think many of them changed their changed their regular Well, yeah, because they they do that. It's like at the beginning they're like, No, we need this. And then once they see everybody else, then they want it, you know. 
They have to come and, to you and, and we didn't even have big retailers. We had small retailers, right? At the beginning, like Cap Beauty was was one of our first retailers. Goob, Violet Gray, like all these like really incredible tastemaker women who kind of understood and saw the light. But like the real kind of like big thing that happened. And again, like I remember my husband was gone. I'm like, you know, belly out to here, dealing with the two-year-old, like the whole thing. And normally I would have like, I don't know, like 45, 50 orders in a day-ish. And so you were I just shipping pack, all those yourself. I could pack all those up. I could make yeah. it to the UPS store in time, like all the things. And I wake up and there's like, I don't know, it's 7 a.m. There's 200 orders. And I'm like, my first thought was like, oh shit, my website is broken. Like, oh no, like great, whatever. And so then I look and I'm like, these are real orders. Like, oh my God, these are real orders. And an article had hit in Into the Gloss, which at the time was like, like, Everyone's Bible. I checked it first thing and, in the morning. I mean, morning. Into the Gloss was like, it's hard to remember what it was at this point, but it was like it. And there was an article they had published called, let me get this right, The Face Oil to End All Face Oils. I remember that. And that changed that really, like, that really- I totally remember that. That, that kind of changed everything from a retail perspective. And it was like, they, they got it. And that up until that point, they didn't understand a single product. They didn't understand how to talk about a single product. They didn't mm-hmm. understand how to merchandise it. And at that point, like they, they kind of saw the light. Unbelievable. Yeah. And your husband, does your husband still work with you? Well, he does. He didn't then. I mean, whatever. He would help me pack boxes because he felt sad for me. Yeah, but he eventually became like... It, he is he, now my, now he's my CEO. He's our CEO. Incredible. Yeah. And what was he doing before? He was, he's an entrepreneur as well. So right. he ha- has had a couple, I guess, like two or three businesses. But then his right at this time, he had started a like green, uh, like green energy incubator. So he was in the middle, like, so he was, you know, he had a, he had a business he was running. And so, like I said, he would help me like pack boxes at night and stuff, but not like, like he didn't have an official role. And what was the, you know, what was the moment where you guys had the discussion of him being like, I mean, full time, this is our business. Okay. So I had been, you know, I've been CEO for this entire time. And, and whatever I can muddle through and I can figure it out, but like, it's, you know, like operations is not my like strong suit. Same. No, right. It's really, it's like not my strong suit. Fine. I've got other strong suits. That's not one of them. And so I was like, okay, I need to hire somebody. I need to hire like somebody to like, like a professional to really like take care of that side of the business. So I hired true search firm in New York city. They're great. And I was like, listen, I'm, I'm hiring I want to look for a CEO and I start talking to people and I'm talking to like really amazing people, like people with extraordinary resumes that like, you know, True's like, wow, we can't believe that they Mm -hmm. want to talk, you know, like they, you know, and one after another, I'm kind of talking to people who are, I mean, this is like the short way that I'm going to explain it, but they're like more mercenary than missionary. And, you know, like (laughs) Uh they, they want to go work for a company that wants to get sold in three years. Right. And like, that's, it's not us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to think like you have to have this like very long term vision to be able to be inside like our e- Bittner's daughter ecosystem. So funny. We feel that way about our businesses. Like we have yeah. no desire to sell like these or hopefully right. family businesses. Right. And it's such a different. Totally w- different. Uh, yeah. It's apples and oranges. People, like this is why I say we're witness protection because <laughs> like no one gets it. You know what I mean? Like people literally don't get it. They think yeah. that you're naive. They're like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you? You're like, no, no, no. Like this is choiceful. Like I'm choosing. No, because as I actually, by the way, that's the best way to have the brand that you started that you believe has longevity to have longevity. And if you play your cards right, the money that you would make from the sale, you could make if you grow the company correctly. And then like your whole life becomes a write-off on top of that. So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've had friends sell companies and be like, 
what the company is making now, if I was still there, I would have made the same amount that I, and that's not all, clearly not always the case. No, I, I, I understand. No, and I get it, but yeah. But you get yeah. one chunk and then you're like, oh, now this is over. Right. I and we're, I mean, and I'm in a lunky position that I am as passionate about Vintner's Daughter today as I was 10 years ago. So I feel, yeah. I feel very fortunate and grateful. And again, I don't have investors. So we get to kind of create this exactly in our, in our vision. And we've been really disciplined and we have extraordinary customers and extraordinary community that like keeps us like, you know, really engaged and, and, and grateful and, and with a lot of gratitude, which I think is, you know, I think it's unique. Like, you know, it's unique. It's, I mean, I joke witness protection, but like, to some degree, you kind of, we kind of are in this world of like beauty and food and fashion that things are expected, like, you know, you're expected to create a business and sell it three to five years later. And if you don't, not successful. How many employees do you have right now? 22. Oh, wow. That's little or, or more than you thought or, or more than I thought. Oh yeah. Well, we, well, this is the other nutty thing that we do. We still pack all our own boxes. Cool. (laughs) So we still pack every, every single box. Like once a week, we all still get together and pack boxes. Oh, like you packed the box. <laughs> I still pack, not every day, but once a week. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I love it. That's like, I love special it. and bonding and like feels yeah, like exactly. exactly nice for the team. Yeah. It's fun. So, how do you continue to scale and grow a business when you're not constantly launching some new yeah. products? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing when people are constantly launching new, that's driving a PR cycle. It's totally. not necessarily driving Sales. adoption, purchase, lifetime. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's driving PR. And for good or bad, as I'm sure you recognize, like PR is not what it used to be, mm-hmm. right? Like it used to be that you could get an article in whatever, some top magazine, and you'd have thousands of people show up at your website. That doesn't doesn't happen no, anymore. No, it's definitely not. And so, and so to some degree, it's sort of it's sort of like evens the playing field a little bit. I think. And Absolutely hopefully, does. right? And hopefully encourages companies to not just have this endless cycle of new, new, new. Mm-hmm. I think so much of that is, is, and it's like this fear of, of like missing out, right? It's like FOMO, right? Totally. This, oh, I go through this better. with my husband because he right. launched a class. He's like, we don't go on sale. I only launch my new, you know, they're classic. I do. I launched one item every so often. Da, 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 and I'm like, how are you going to get PR? Like we need PR at least. Da, 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 da. And he was like, I don't care. And that's not yeah. what, you know, yeah. I had to like unlearn that because I did PR for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I really like, it, it's a, it's a huge shift, but you're totally correct. It is not what it used to be. Now we have the internet communication is completely different and you really kind of, you know, can get, really caught in this hamster wheel of this thing that you think you're supposed to do and then you're losing sight of the beautiful yeah, foundation. Yeah, like the tail's wagging the dog, mm-hmm. basically, right? You're no, you're no longer, and I think, again, I think if anyone was going to say, like, what's your superpower? I think our superpower has been discipline, right? That we are just like well, eye on the prize. Like, we know what our mission is and we are faithful to it. And yeah, so, I mean, you know, for us, like, we were really lucky that people discover us and they stay with us. Like, you know, and this is what, this is what we say, like, we're not trying to make your next product, right? Like we're not interested for you to be in this constant cycle of new, new, next, new, more, next. We want to make your last product. We want to make the products you marry for life. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really high standard. It's a really high bar. It's, and you know, so far we have three products that live up to it. I hope that we will have more products in the future. 
our community is amazing and wants us to pretty much make make everything, which is really like a lovely. I'd love a body thing. lotion from you. I, w- I would love oh, like yeah. a, wouldn't that be good? All yeah, over yeah. body moment. Yeah, I know. I want like a car wash or maybe not a car wash. That's not the right way to say it. Like a spray tan booth that just sprays me head to toe with essence. <laughs> yeah. And then serum. Yeah. That, that would be my my If my, I was like J Lo level rich, I would be yeah, exactly. products on my body like that. That costs a lot of money. I know, right? I love, <laughs> I love that J Lo will be forever remembered for using La Mer on her yeah, body. Yeah, that's what I just always go to is like, like always, on the body. Always. <laughs> God, I love it. Okay, so like what, I mean, are you, what is next? Like, do you Yeah, have I know. What is next? Products well, okay, so work? we're still, okay, so it's our 10-year anniversary this year, which we've been really excited. Congratulations. Just to kind of like look back over 10 years and really see like what we've accomplished. I think a big part of, you know, who we are as a brand is this, this like really kind of paving the way for like, or maybe paving the way is not the right way to say it, but like kind of drawing people's attention to this idea. I think people are very aware of fast fashion. And it's imprint in the world of in, in sustainability. I don't think people recognize it as much in beauty. And so oh, wow. we can yeah. be a, a leader and kind of thought leader in this idea of, hey, that drawer of the 50 products you have in there mm-hmm. and all of them are kind of junky products. Like, why don't you just have one that actually yeah. works, right? We're a B Corp. We're really proud to be a B Corp. Oh, wow. We're um, carbon neutral. We are green certified. And, you know, from day one, we've given two percent of every of every dollar we ever make top line top line revenue to charities benefiting women and children. So, you know, we look back after ten years and we've done a lot of really cool stuff, right? And we worked with really incredible organizations doing doing amazing work. So it's I don't you know I think like I said I'm just really I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to keep doing what we've been doing. Yeah, so I don't know good. if you have any like massive shifts or changes, but it's, it's really just kind of a continued kind of adventure through. through You're building like a legacy heritage brand and people don't do that anymore. And I think it's, I've learned that from my husband because he comes from a different culture than I do. And I think it's. Well, and I got that culture piece, like a, my, 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 my dad's family is Italian. But B, I got that from Napa. Like yeah. Napa is like our when we went to Napa for the first time, I was like, I know it's not Italy, but and he was like, this is almost better. Like you know, Aww. he always said the sweetest thing, which is very true, is that like seeing seeing America through an Italian's eyes and seeing Italy through an American's eyes is like the best way to view mm-hmm. those places. And so when he he feels so at home in Napa. And I do oh, really think that I can't that's... wait to have you guys up. I, oh, I cannot are like, wait. We're, well, we're up there. You know Matt Morris? Of course. Yeah, he's a very good friend of ours. Aw. And so, well, oh yeah, when we're up there, we're just like are in heaven. Wait, does up. he still make vermouth? He makes a Chablis. I, I feel like he made like, like a... what it's called? He makes a red yeah. wine called a Chablis. A red wine called a Chablis? Am I? It's not a Chablis. He makes a... Hold on. I mean, Chart, Chablis is like... It's Chardonnay from... Okay, then I'm lying. Hold on. From Okay. He makes a red wine. Charbono. Charbono. Oh, Charbono. I love Charbono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of me. He makes a Charbono. I should have known that. I should have known that. Oh, my I, God. He just did a collab with Flamingo Estate. Oh, fun. Which is really cute. They met at my husband's birthday party here, and he brought the wine, and Richard tried it, and he was like, this is so good. So he does that, which is such oh, great fun. wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charbonne is a great grape, like just oh like a God, fine grape. So yeah. good. Like yeah. he, the way he found it was really cool too. It was like he found it on this website that like sells bottles that are like little 
small batches and like Francis Ford Coppola had made it for like his family for Christmas for one year and there was like leftover. He like bought it at an auction and was like, wait, what is this grape? And then now makes it up there. Oh, that's amazing. I know. The story is really cute. But Napa so cute like that. Like the guy just like moved there, met a bunch of people. Everyone's really supportive of him. So I do think, I mean, I always, every time we're on the podcast and Napa comes up, I'm like, if you, anyone can go there, you need to go there. Even stay at a shitty place. The hotels are so overpriced, but like... So it's absurd. It's actually In Yachtville, there's the little Yachtville Inn, which is adorable and very affordable. Well, there's also the rail, the railroad. I'm spacing the name of it, but there's a, there's a, a secret place in Yachtville hotel that is that are old railroad cars that have been turned into little hotel rooms. Yes, it's very yeah. cute. Very cute. Oh, I'll yeah. sign that. It's like hidden in plain sight. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I think your story Aww. is so inspiring. And thank I think, you for having me. You know, I, I, it's, I think coming off of the tale of the last week where uh, Forbes came out with like 30 under 30. And I think it's always so such a triggering time for young women because it just seems like before your 30s, you're supposed to... Oh build a company, sell it for millions, make it that. And there we've just lost. And and have no wrinkles and no cellulite and the perfect husband and 2.2 kids. And yeah, absurd. And I think it's exhausting. And yeah, we've lost the ability to, you know, respect like grit and longevity and like long-term goals in time. So I'm just very happy to share your story because I think it's just important and hopefully alleviate a little bit of pressure from everybody. Oh, it should. I mean, it absolutely And your products are just absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. I love being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember... Shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.